Hey there, laser babies. Long time no see. I hope you all are doing well. Uh, this is Dina, obviously, and I just wanted to drop a quick note here before we go into the episode. This episode was recorded in October of 2018, and I was a bad, bad person. I was supposed to edit it and release it last year, and I never did. It fell off my plate, and... Lately, I've been into audio editing, so John suggested that I go find this and make good on my promise. So I did, and it's here for you. I present to you now, the lost episode, round 10 of Lasers, Babies, and Beer. Enjoy. Oh my god, it took long enough. I know. (laughs) So, um, any updates with the lasering? With the lasering. The last thing that I did with the laser was tokens for the Liberty Bay Ashley's Pub nerd crawl that they do in the fall. We cut them out to look like little Mario coins and... Those are the beer tokens. Nice. I made like 400 of them. Kind of devoured my life for a couple of days. Still fun. Yeah. Uh, the laser's disassembled right now because after that, I did that in the heat of summer. Turns out my chiller doesn't chill really well. So I took apart, you're going to like this, I took apart my keg freezer, my chest freezer with the taps on it. I took that apart because I didn't have any beer in it in the time. Put my laser chilling system inside of my keg chiller, ran the laser, and now that it's fall and I want to make beer, I've taken the laser pieces back out and put the beer freezer back together. <laughs> but That's the weather's cool. Yeah, but the weather's cool outside, so uh, the laser should be fine without the extra chilling. It turns out that a wart chiller works just as well for being a closed... Uh, closed water system for chilling a laser tube as it is for chilling beer. <laughs> Assuming chillers work pretty much the same across the board. Well, so like the the chiller that I have for my laser, quote unquote, is supposed to keep the water closed. It's distilled water so that you don't get any mold growth in your laser tube. Um, but that chiller itself, it just kind of keeps things room temperature. It doesn't actively cool. There's no refrigerant in it. Oh. Um, so using a wart chiller, what you do is you take your hoses off your laser and you connect them to either end of the wart chiller, yeah, the big spirally copper thing, and then you sink it into, you know, cold water in your chest freezer. Mm-hmm. And it works, honestly, that worked better than, than the chiller that I have that's... Well, sounds like you need to buy another chest freezer <laughs> and convert it to be your laser freezer. I mean, I feel like I should just drill another hole in it and then use the same freezer for both. But what if you have beer in it? Well, the wart chiller is only used when you're making beer. The wart chiller isn't used... So you're not using it as storage either. It's just your 
really the wart chiller is just a bunch of copper tubing. I could go to Home Depot and get one of those things of copper, copper coil tube and just you unfold it and then you basically have a wart chiller. So You could, but I, you already have one. I already have a wart chiller, yeah. And it works for both. So as long as I don't have the laser on while I'm brewing beer, it will work just fine. Well, why not? That'd be a fun mess to clean up. Oh, God. That would be quite the multitask. That really would. <laughs> like, I need, I have some downtime in between the boil and the uh, <laughs> and the transfer, so let's go ahead and laser something Let's just up. go ahead and fire up that laser. Yep, and then I have <laughs> some downtime between the lasers, so I'm going to go ahead and do the transfer now. <laughs> we'll chill the wart down, and then I'll put that back on the laser. Yeah. So, well, that sounds like fun. At least you're staying busy. How's the baby? Baby's good. She'll be two in December. So she's like taller than the table now. I haven't seen her recently, so I know mm-hmm. that she's gonna. Next time I see her, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, this baby got huge." She's actually really, really small for her age, but she's really big to us mm-hmm. because you know, whatever. We went to the park um, a few weeks ago, and Ruby's like in the twentieth percentile, which means she's really uh, on height and weight. Mm-hmm. So she's really small and, and really tiny. And then we went, and I, there was another almost two-year-old who was in, like, the 97th percentile. So just a monster super big in comparison. for her age. Yeah, and so we saw, like, both ends of the spectrum. The other kid was, like, almost a whole head taller than Ruby, and what looked like twice as wide. Like, yeah. And, and it wasn't because the kid was fat or, you know. Like, just human beings are yeah, built just, differently. Exactly. And your and wife is pretty petite, so Ruby might stay petite. I hope she gets my part of my height. That's, that's, <laughs> my, that's my hope. A Neanderthal height variant? Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, no, she's doing really, really good. Um, really smart. Of course, all parents say that. She's talking up a storm. Um, she's definitely walking now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely walking. Running. She's quick. She's quick. I'm still faster. <laughs> I'm still faster. But, um, so... My dad tip of the day, uh, I haven't had to do this yet, but this is my plan. You know those tiles that you can buy for your phone? Yes. So, like, you put it on your car keys. I own three tiles. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm going to put one on Ruby, Ruby, like, in her pockets (laughs) somewhere when we go out in public. And then if she runs out and I can't find her, she hides in the grocery store, I can just pull her up on the phone and find her. Yeah. Here's the thing. I would recommend that you, like, sew that into a pocket somewhere or else she's going to get her little hands on it. And she's going to either put it in her mouth True. or she's going to throw it on the ground. And it makes noise when you buzz it. So she's going to hear it singing. She's going to find it. Which is fine. That's okay. But it ha- if we're going to sew it into something, that'd be something she wears all the time. Or Jacket, maybe shoes. <laughs> slip it into her shoe. <laughs> How do I get this out? Kids are always kicking off their shoes, though. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. It sounds like you want to microchip your daughter. No, I don't want, I want to, I know, I just want to know where she's at in case something In case she gets happens. loose. Yeah, exactly. Like a dog or a cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's mainly in case she hides in a, in a store. Right. Instead of me freaking out and like running around the store and having all the employees look for my daughter, I'll just, You'll just buzz her. And she's hiding in the clothing rack right, right. there. You know? So she started doing that. We went to Kohl's last week and lost she, her in the clothes. No, I was following her. Like, we go places specifically for her to run around. Mm-hmm. Like, 
We'll go to Walmart and I'll just, I'm not going there to shop for anything. I'm just going there to let her get her energy out because it's like raining outside. So we're not going to go to the park. Oh, okay. Um, or Best Buy or Target or wherever. And so like, I'm actually, I'm paying attention to her cause I'm letting her run where she wants. Yeah. It's when we go shopping and I like stop to look at a piece of clothing. She's gone. Gone. You know? Yeah. Like that's, that's what that title would be for. I haven't used, like I said, I haven't done it yet. Probably find something else. Maybe a bracelet. But something. I don't know. Hmm. I do like the idea. It's better than having parents running around panicking. Well, especially if your kid gets taken. Yeah. You know. Well, then you got a tracker. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's too young for a cell phone, so you can't track her that way. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, it's a two-way like protection thing. Then you can just grab your gun and go shoot someone. Borrow a gun. Borrow a gun. I've got a gun if you need one. There we go. (laughs) Moving on to beer, because this is lasers, babies, and beer. Now we've covered the laser and the baby. Yes. Now we get to do the beer. Time for the beer. So what did we, what did we bring today? I brought. uh, It's called Rumpkin. A lot of people know what it is. It's a pumpkin, special pumpkin seasonal from Avery that is barrel aged in rum barrels. It is a heavy beer. It is 16.3% by volume. But if you only drink half of it, it's only like 8%, right? Sure. You, you, <laughs> if you get 50% of 16%, hmm. Basic math. Is that how the math works out? Well, I don't think that works with alcohol, though. It's, it's a 40 proof, but it's 40 proof in a shot. It's not 40 proof for the whole bottle. Yeah. So I don't know if that still translates to a beer. Well, I think there's no and serving that, size on these. Well, but beers do have serving sizes, and that is what they're required to label by. No. A beer serving size is a, is a pint, right? No. There's no serving size on beer. Go to any store, look at any beer. Well, I know they don't put them on the labels, but like a bomber, for instance, you know that that's not one serving. No, that's 22 ounces. So if, if it depends on what your thought of a serving is so I'm pretty sure an imperial pint is 16 ounces an imperial pint is 16 ounces a pint is roughly 12 then you have 10 ounce glasses for higher octane beers so this would probably be served in like an 8 ounce glass oh yes this would be served in a tiny glass okay here's what the bottle says we wondered what would happen if a monstrous pumpkin ale plump full of spicy gordiness were aged in fine, fresh rum barrels to add suggestions of delicate oak and candied molasses. Rumpkin is what happens. Hmm. Well, we'll start with that one. There's a lot of clone recipes for this online. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I was looking at brewing pumpkin beers, and it turns out they take a lot of work and a longer fermentation. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of the recipes are clones for rumpkin, and they all involve, like, Straight putting rum in it. Well, that's because this is a heavy rum pumpkin ale. So if you were to just do a basic pumpkin beer, I'm assuming it wouldn't be as crazy as this. Which apparently a lot of commercial pumpkin beers have no pumpkin in them. I know, it's annoying. It's just fake spices. Yeah, they just put like pie spices in there and then hope you'll infer the pumpkin. Yeah. And it, in all of the research I've done online... 
what you have to do is you have to mash in your pumpkin. You have to boil your pumpkin and cook it down so that the, the, the starches convert into sugars, which are fermentables. And then that is good for your mouthfeel, for the body of the beer. This has, for a, I mean, and there's rum in it, of course, but this is a really tasty pumpkin beer. Like, normally I'd get a pumpkin beer and I'm like, meh. Ooh, that tastes like rum. Uh, yeah. Oh you're, you're, you're like, how much did they pour in the bottle? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I was smelling it, and I was like, okay, I'm getting the, I'm getting the barrel-aged notes on the nose, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't smell too overwhelming. And then I sipped it, and I was like, whoa, that's rum. Mm-hmm. That's just rum up front. Mmm, I like this. <laughs> did you get this as a total wine? I did. It was, it was a higher price point. It was like and, a $15 uh, bottle. But it's a podcast, so it's fine. I know, and it's, it's my cheat day, so... We should I, save this for last. <laughs> we could put it aside for now. Right, we have, we, it's in the cups. You have to... Well, you don't have more cups? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. What if I wash the cups personally before I leave your abode? Then can we use more cups? You might be able to get more cups. <laughs> Look how that changed it. <laughs> okay. Taking we've, a break from the very heavy rum beer. decided on the new order. Uh, you have to essentially... I think it's a proper tasting order yes you start from light and work your way dark although it depends on how many ibus are in the ipa but i think that that is a that's only 65 ibus so i think we're right not too bad yeah and this is riverbend brewing from bend oregon it's called life's a peach and then you die peach milkshake ipa so maybe this is going to be dark let's pour it let's see but it's a night nope no that's bad I'm the one who picked this out, which is a bit of an oddity. But it's because it's... It said peach milkshake on it. I just well, need to remember it's also an IPA. <laughs> and life's a peach and then you die. So, like, of course, I'm, I'm all about branding as well. Like, if you have good branding... Oh! Uh, I went to a new brewery while I was in Oregon. Where'd you go? Went to a spot called Level Brewing. Um, Level. And... Uh, I was scrolling because I was trying to find breweries down near uh, where my parents live because mm-hmm. I had some time to kill and I wanted a beer and I didn't want to go to a bar. There was three in the vicinity, uh, like five, ten minutes away from my folks. And uh, They live near Portland? or yeah. Okay. yeah, they live in Portland. And uh, so I uh, was scrolling through the, the list of all the breweries and like what, what kind of beers they had. And one had a few Belgians, and I was like, oh, that could be good. But they were like very... Like, the naming of them was, like, very, um, trying to be fancy. Yeah. You know, like, like just... Well, that and Belgians was, all have a particular, yeah. like, name and style to them. Yeah, but it was only two, two Belgians on the whole list. But, I mean, you kind of get the idea of, like, fancy Belgian names. But it was for, like, regular beers. You okay. Know? It was like a, like, instead of Life's a Peach and Then You Die, it would have been, like, you know... Peach IPA, <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't have had an interesting name. You it know what my been... favorite IPA name that I ever heard of was? You know, Sound Brewing. Mm-hmm. When they made their first IPA. Liberty Bay? N- no, I think it was before that. He called it Reluctant because he they didn't they didn't want to make an IPA. <laughs> they told me this story when I was sitting in the tap room one time because they had been making nothing but Belgian beers and the IPAs were on the rise and they were like, we don't want to do it. But we made an IPA. We're going to call it the Reluctant IPA. And I was like, that's hilarious. That's a good name. That's a good name. (laughs) 
But like it was just super like fancy basic names. It, like the the name of the beer described what it was. There wasn't any like fun names to it, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was scrolling through levels, level brewings names, and there was a beer called Loyal AF. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, that beer. I, I laughed it's gonna out loud. Going to be your standard. Yep. And I was like, loyal as fuck. Yes, please. <laughs> That's where I'm going. How was it? It was actually pretty good. Um, the loyal as fuck was actually like a wheat, strawberry. Oh, um, you know how I love those. It was a, a fruit and infused, like strawberry, blackberry, fruit and infused wheat beer. That and they so And they um, uh, teamed up with a company named Loyal, which is where the name. Okay. I don't, I don't remember the details of that, but it was a combo. Yeah. Between like them. Like a local partnership type yeah. thing. And uh, then they had, they actually they they were proud of all their names, so they for what was it a year ago they actually had a shirt printed with all of their best names on the back of all their beers, and it was like released in twenty fifteen, released in twenty. It's like know, a 16. tour shirt for oh, the yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, really really cool, and then I ended up buying some gear because I actually liked the beer and got a couple growlers for for the house, and it was actually a really cool cool spot. So. Did I ever tell you about when I went to Modern Times down in San Diego? Probably. But I They've got a really memory. good sense of humor. Right. There is a sign like on the doors in the ladies' room that says, don't fucking flush your tampons on it. Punishable, penalty punishable by death. Like it's a really serious sign. And then at the bottom it says, don't steal this sign. And you can see all the way around the edges where people have tried to get their fingernails under to get the sticker off. And then below that it says, we sell these now. Go ask for one at the front desk. They're pretty hilarious down there. That's pretty good. And their IPAs, usually I like very fruit forward and juicy IPAs. So you would probably like them. Well, either this beer has been sitting a while. Or it's pretty opaque. No, look at the. It's got some trub in it. Yeah, which means they didn't filter. Maybe That's they fine. wanted it Let's to be. Did see, they want it, to it be says hazy? the. It says or yes. Unfiltered. You read that correctly. The craze right now is haze, New England hazy IPA. But a haze doesn't have to have stuff in the bottom. Well, how else do you get a haze? It's particulate. You can, but you can filter that out. You can, but you don't have to. No. I think that they meant to in this case. I hope so. I'm sure they did. There seemed like a big enough brewery to be distributing from I like Ben their can. all the way up to, I guess, the total wine. So who knows where they're, how far they actually distribute to. All right. So they say bright tropical fruit aromas backed up by powerful dank hops. That's that new term. Everybody wants to dank memes and dank hops. And Well, they are from Bend. Uh, juicy peaches finishing with a smooth creamy body and just a hint of vanilla I think the vanilla balances it out alright let me it smells like an, a mild a nice mild IPA on the nose mm-hmm. well, I guess they call it milkshake instead of haze but it would probably sell better if they did peach hazy IPA I nope. think that the milkshake is probably because of the vanilla Maybe. I don't know. It's always, I would always be, I'm always interested to sit, like, if if you ever have an opportunity to sit in, like, a naming, like, a brand naming conversation, it's always uh, very, very interesting how the names get picked and, like, 
like the descriptor. Like life's a peach and then you die. Perfect. We got a great, great name. Now let's make a beer to go with it. Now <laughs> let's make a peach beer. You know, like yeah. Or and then like, well, what do you want the tagline to be? There has to be some kind of tagline. Yeah. Some places do taglines. Some places don't do taglines. And like, it's like, well, how about how about the hazy peach IPA? <sighs> Everyone's doing hazy beers. Well, that's what we're making, a hazy beer. <laughs> well, yeah, but we don't have to call it a hazy beer. Well, how about peach, this peach is haze all just IPA? John's conjecture. Just so you guys know, we didn't ask Riverbend, Riverbend how they named their beer. John's just going well, on That could a be with digit. anything. That could be with anything. Like, what do we got here? We got rumpkin, right? Rum pumpkin. Rum the pumpkin. Rumpkin. The rumpkin. Like, and then there's a tagline here, you know, but, it, but that actually, ex- the tagline explains... Is brewed with pumpkin and spices aged in a rum barrel, right? Then you know, have, I like this IPA. It's just, it's, it's pretty good. Like, I could see sitting and actually drinking a few of these. It's it is, definitely meant for more of like a summer. Yeah, for sure. Let's go back to my good old favorite, the hop you in the face scale. <laughs> hop you in the face. Well, it's technically a 60... 65 Five. IBUs. Yeah, so on, on my hop you in the face scale, it's like a half. It's not even a one. It doesn't hop me in the face at all. Well, that's a lie, because there is, it's this. <laughs> What's it's the not, scale again? It's not a lie. It's, What's the scale? It's a one to five number scale. Is it five? Did we do fives? Yes. It's a one to five number scale. And you were like, no, it needs to be a 10. And I was like, no, a it's ten? a one to five. This guy is like a one. Or maybe but it's like an a IPA. half. I know. It has to be hoppier than. But it's easy drinking. Like, this is easy drinking right here. Like, the hops are not so bitter that it's overpowering my palate. Okay. And my palate is not fond of hops. Does okay. it say what kind of hops are in here? Probably. Okay. So, you, so even though it's an IPA, you're saying that. I like it. It's very drinkable. How many could you drink in one sitting? Well, this is when a, you're being bad. This is a big can. When you're being bad, like if you if you were not trying to watch your beer intake, like me, because we're doing a beer podcast, so we have to drink beer. I think that I could. Podcast. What I could and what I would do are two separate things. I think that I could drink it all day if it was the only option. Like I could drink it all at day. Noon and you have but if I was drinking it myself, I would easily have. Two, maybe three of it. And then after that, I'm going to be like, all right, what else do we got? It's good. And I could drink a solid two or three of it. I wouldn't feel the need to drink it all day. So are we doing one through five on the hop in the face? Hop, one through ten? It's, it's one through five. One through it's five. always been one through five. And see, I'm going to go one because it just doesn't hop me in the face. See, I could, I'd only want two of these. Yeah. Like it, like, and it depends on how fast I would drink it. In a properly sized pint glass. Well, if these are, well, problem is it's also room temperature. Yeah, we would need to chill it. We did not chill and it. And then it would even get a little milder. It would probably taste actually even more refreshing. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I said I could do two or three of it. And then after that, I'm going to be like, all right, what else? Well, so how I always think of it, like an all-day beer, to me, is like a session. Mm-hmm. Just the red cap, the little eight-ounce bottles, whatever they are. This, oh, they literally say session on them. The, I've the, seen the those session before. session red hook. Okay. Um, one of the easiest drinking beers you'll ever have. Um, for our barbecue over the summer, I bought like an 18 pack. I was so sad and I, I missed s- that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You and the boyfriend were supposed to come. I didn't get off work on time. That's not my fault. 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but so I we started like well, I started setting up at like noon and I had like three left. <laughs> From so it, and it was it didn't it wasn't filling. It wasn't super flavorful like like a like this IPA. Mm-hmm. Um cuz like I was saying, I could probably drink two of these IPAs and then I'd be like, "All right, I need something a little less Less flavorful. If I was just doing this for the night, for sure I'd do three, but then I'd be done. I wouldn't want any more after three. I wouldn't even want to keep drinking after three. There's just a lot going on in the... Do you get a lot of peach out of this? I think the vanilla um, kind of cancels out some of the IP, the hoppiness to me, and then I get no peach. I was going to say, I'm, I'm looking citrus, for... I get a citrus. It's almost a citrusy flavor. Yes, I do get something like that. But I don't get peach. And maybe I'm just mixing citrus and peach together, but... Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Let me try it again. We could aerate our beer, like Scott taught us. Actually, what's really cool, if you buy one of those wine aerators, <laughs> you can actually do that with beer, too. And it actually brings out the aroma. Aerates the beer? Mm-hmm. You can do that with a shitty bottle of wine, and it makes the wine taste better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is strange. You're just pouring it through a filter. I have a friend who puts the wine <clears throat> in a blender. Like, if he's going to have people... I'm not kidding you. <laughs> if he's going to have people over, he's going to crack a bottle of wine for company, and he wants to aerate the whole bottle, he's literally going to open the bottle, pour the wine into the blender. Just buy a big aerator and pour it but into it a carafe. But it takes so long. It takes so long. For the wind, what? like a funnel, to come down what? through an aerator. And he's like, screw it. I'm going to put it what in a baby. Blender. Oh, my God. But it, it tastes pretty good. It is. It's great. It's good for mass quantities. Like, if he has to serve wine to I everybody, just, you can see why. I just imagine him having a box wine on a shelf oh above the blender. <laughs> and just rubber band the knob down. And he just has it on a low pulse. And, <laughs> and it just keeps draining in. And once the thing fills up, he dumps it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen it done with a box, usually just a bottle, but okay. I mean, that's food for thought. Definitely. Yeah. See, if there's enough junk in the bottom that you don't want to finish the last bit of your beer, there's too much junk in the bottom. Mm. Even if it's supposed to be there. Here's where we have differing opinions, though, because I'm a home brewer, and all home brews have a little bit of something in the bottom of the bottle, and, I expect and it's that normal to not a- drink it. I expect that from a homebrew operation, not a See, I think that's company, personal preference. A company that's distributing into northern Washington from Bend, Oregon. In a I can don't know. that they spent money on. It doesn't bother me. It makes the beer feel more real to me when there's something like that going on. Well maybe that's where the peach is. <laughs> maybe. I'll try it. Whatever. <laughs> is that peachier? Mm. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but my problem as I've gotten older and have decided to drink s- certain things instead of just drinking all beers, I'm being much more selective. And I've actually started to not drink as many IPAs, partially oh, yeah? just because they fill me up. There's a lot more very of a filling Very carbonated beer. and very... So I was telling you a little bit earlier, I went down to McMinimins mm-hmm. uh, down in Portland, or Troutdale. Your favorite place on the planet. If anyone wants to look this up, it's Edgefield. 
It's McMinimins Edgefield. That's what it is. It's a hotel, uh, restaurants, lots of bars. There's a 21-hole par-3 golf course you can go. They distill all their own liquor. They make all their own beer. They make their own wine. Like, it's freaking awesome. If you ever have a chance to go, go. Um, but I was drinking porter, porter, porters all night long because I started with an IPA and I didn't even finish it. Like, my sister had to take it because I was like, I'm just really not feeling this beer right now. And so I switched to their porter, uh, their nitro porter, and that sucker was mm. smooth. It went down nice and easy. My stomach wasn't doing anything weird. And I was like, all right, I can deal with this. Strange fact about McMinimins. I don't know how they brew the beer or how they distill their, their liquor. But I have a shot of whiskey with me every like a time. Car? Uh is that what it's called? When you have a shot with a beer? Yeah. Yeah, it's called a sidecar. Um, so I always have a shot and a beer. And we're there for hours. <laughs> and if one if the glass gets empty, you go fill it up, right? Or if the glass is empty, you finish the whiskey. By the time you're done with the whiskey, then you take both up, you know, and you pace yourself, right? Right. I don't know, like I was saying, I don't know how they brew it or how they distill it, but... I don't get headaches the next the next morning. It's weird. Like the number I told you the dollar amount that me yes. and Jackie spent. Yes. Just between the two of us. Mm-hmm. It is a vacation worthy dollar amount, yes. is what we'll say. Between two of us. And there's their shots I think are like seven or eight bucks a pop. Okay. And then their beers are like six bucks a pop, five or six bucks a pop. It's about normal. So like, that's a lot of whiskey. <laughs> that is a lot of whiskey. You know what I mean? Like, that whiskey's like, getting you drunker more than your beer is. Oh, yeah. And, but that's what's weird is... Just sounds like whiskey fine. agrees with you. Only there. I buy their whiskey so I can drink it at home because I know that I have no, like... I would drink Jack Daniels. I've, I'm destroyed well, the next day. Jack is kind of bottom shelf. That's one of those things when you're a young drinker, you're like, oh, Jack Daniels, so yeah. fancy. And then you but, grow up and you're like, oh, this Jack Daniels Jack is bottom shelf. Jack is pretty shelf. good, too. Yeah, and yeah. Honey Jack, those are both a little smoother. Uh, you don't like Honey Jack? No. Uh, <laughs> it's like the crown apple. That's yeah, it does kind of taste like they put it right on. They took the normal product and then put Sunny. apple or honey right on top well, of it. Yeah, it was just, I, well, there's no way you could brew that. It wasn't a, it wasn't Crown Royal yeah. brewed with apples. Right. You're, you're it's just an adjunct. Apple. Yeah. They added apple flavoring, essentially. Yeah. That's my guess. Maybe Crown will reach out to us and be like, no, you're wrong. Maybe. You have to, you have to describe it correctly. Also, if you do that, post a link to our podcast <laughs> on your social media. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, so. But I like this. I like this uh, peach milkshake IPA. Mm-hmm. I think it's very drinkable. It is. Cold. Yes. I would agree. Chill it. Unless you like the full flavor, then go for the room temp. I guess, I guess technically a lukewarm beer would be like a cask beer, where they pump it out of the tap. Yeah. Cask. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So, like, if you have a lukewarm beer at home, I guess that's kind of as close to a cask as you'll get, even though the cask puts a nice head on there. Yeah. Because it's actually... Uh, Slaughter it's County, when I went with them to the Bremerton Beer Festival a couple years ago, mm-hmm. they had a cask beer on that was like a 
licorice, very dark, very heavy, and very licorice. And I love licorice, so I was in love with it. And I watched it elicit a lot of like love or hate uh-huh. in a lot of people. Yep. <laughs> licorice, is, licorice beers tend to do that. I'm actually a fan of the few licorice beers I've had. Um, and it's only because it's different. It's not necessarily because, um, I love licorice. Like I, I really don't like black licorice at all. Like if, if you oh, give I me, love black licorice. If you give me a black licorice and a red licorice, I'm going to go with red licorice all day long, every day. Like I just don't like black licorice. Um, but. Do you like Jägermeister? Not really. Okay. But I can appreciate the, um, anise in the licorice. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, I'll do a black licorice tea, but okay. it's not eating a piece of black licorice. It's not. You know? It's a lot more subtle. It, it, yeah. So, like I was saying, I enjoy the anise in the black licorice. I just, I don't know, just black licorice by itself is just really, really gross for some reason. Yeah. I'm the opposite end of that spectrum. Um, the group of kids that I hung around with in high school, we used to play Truth or Dare. Like, we were... Dare you eat black licorice? Well, not, here's the, okay, I'm going to give you a little more context. It's going to be a little weird. I was in a J-ROTC program, and so we were a unit, like a drill team, and the night before we went to, like, away competitions, we would all stay at someone's house to make sure that someone, everyone showed up in the morning to get on the bus, and so we would stay over at someone's house near the school, and we would have nothing else to do because we're dumb teenagers and we can't drink, so we would play truth or dare, and... The house we stayed at, her mom had a really good herb garden, and she grew licorice, and she used to make tea out of licorice root. And so, because some people hate licorice, yeah. my, mainly everybody, they would be like, oh, well, I dare you. I dare you to drink the licorice root tea. And everybody's like, no. And so, like, I showed up, and they were like, we dare you to drink the licorice root tea. And I was like, oh, that sounds delightful. And they they all went, what? And they, they brought it to me. and like, tea sounds delightful. I, I sat there and I drank the liquor. When I was done, I asked for another glass. Yeah, exactly. And they looked at me sideways. Yeah. And then they never dared me to drink the licorice routine like, Can I actually get some while we're playing Truth or Dare? That sounds right. like a lovely it, treat. It was. And I actually, yeah. I still drink licorice root tea to this day. So thanks, guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so what is this that you just poured? So... This is Deschutes' annual Jubilee. Okay. Um, it's the same name every year. They just change up the change recipe, the recipe slightly a little? every year. Do we know what the difference is between this year and last year? No. They just say it's a festive winter ale, and then they tell you what it's brewed with. Um, cocoa, dried fruit, and toppy notes. A robust ale with a warming spice. But I actually like this one a lot better than last year's. Did we do last year's on our Christmas episode? I believe so. I think we did. So if you're interested in what we thought of last year's Jubileo, <laughs> go back to last year and listen to it. Um, but I, I had one of these last night, and I was pleasantly surprised. There's not as much winter spice in it. And you know what I mean by winter spice. Like, you buy a, a winter beer. Yeah. They make it taste Christmassy because they're adding a bunch of stupid spices sure. into it to yeah. bring out... And that's why you can pour every Christmas beer into one big bowl and drink <laughs> it, and it tastes the same. Tastes, yes, exactly. The brew cocky. The brew cocky. That was so fun. 
what I find really funny is I took that to, I know I explained this story on a previous podcast. But I still can't believe you in, fed that to someone. I fed that to all my <laughs> friends at, at my local brewery and uh, they, they thought it was a homebrew. So they were like all willing to try it. They were so willing to try it. And uh, I, um, after everyone was like, no, no, I'm not telling you what it is until after everyone has some. And uh, they're like, okay, fine. So they're like, what is it? What is it? I was like, well, it's called Brukaki. And <laughs> it's a mixture of like seven different beers that we did on the podcast yesterday. And uh, they were like, oh, that's actually pretty good. You Didn't know? you say somebody nailed Winter Wonderland? Yeah, because that was the majority <laughs> of the beer. Yeah. None of us liked it, so we dumped that. Was and that, the, was, that was a bomber. We couldn't get that in a smaller bottle. Yep, that was the base of the whole Brukaki. And uh, the head, the head brewer um tasted he's like he's like that's is winter, that wonderland. winter wonderland he's like <laughs> i was like yes how the hell did you figure that out that's why he's the head brewer. Exactly. that's justin right no no uh, that was jared jared yeah There's lots of j names going on there, over there um how, but, how are things at valhall oh it's good good just working on you know working on getting through the winter and sales always drop in the in the winter so it's just figuring that out and I think that's Moving the best on. time of year to drink beer. It is, but it's cold and dark when you get home from work and no one Nobody wants to wants leave. Nobody wants to leave the house. Yeah. That's why you got to have your local so that you don't have to go far. Mm-hmm. My local bar is that way. Not not in Paulsbo, but the other direction, like closer to the bridge. It's only a five-minute drive. Oh, you're talking about the one that has all the signs for Silver City on top of it mm-hmm. at the, what is it, Crossroads, I, Corners? Yeah, like it's that? like Four Corners Bar or something. But I, whenever me and my buddy go there, we I drink um, like Olympia, or um, oh what what is it? It's really old school beer. Um, hams. I'll drink a Hams when I'm down there, because um, it's like three bucks a pint, and it, I'm not trying to you know drink the peach I milk peach right. milk IPA. I'm trying to just enjoy a couple beers with a buddy and, go, and, home, yeah. and go home. Yeah, I'm not trying to. If I wanted super flavorful beer, I'd go to one of the many breweries in Paulsville. We and luckily have a plethora. Did you hear about the new one that just opened in Bremerton? Uh, very briefly, yeah. Crane's Castle. Yeah. So I'm I'm unclear on if they are brewing all of their beers or if they are a taproom. Well, hopefully they're a brewery. I hope so. I it's mean, just Bremerton. called Crane's Castle. Well, it's like we can look this up. Thank down. God. It's like thirty seconds from your house. So I of heard course you want it to be a brewery. I know. Well, Drblocken's still closer. Um, Has Drblocken gotten any better since um, the shuffle of people? They're still in the middle of people shuffling. The general manager is brewing. Oh. Um, they just—they're keeping a lot of other things on tap too to make up for that. Yeah, um, makes sense. Unfortunately, that's what you got to do. Yeah. I liked Derblocken many, 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 many years ago. They were, they were and they are, like I said, my closest brewery. I literally mm-hmm. moved closer to them at one point before I found out about this whole yeah. gluten thing. Um, yeah, I think if they, if they settle in, I think if they find a good brewer and they settle in and they get back into a pattern, they'll be just fine. Yeah. It's just tough when you've got your general manager filling the role of general manager and brewer, mm-hmm. and it's not like he comes from that background, yeah. so he's learning on the fly. Well, and he's doing brewing it, from a recipe is different than, than just brewing. 
that's the difference between a person in the kitchen making dinner, like making a, a fancy dinner off of a recipe versus a chef who's made that same recipe thousands of times and knows the ins and outs. Like, oh, if you add too much salt, it screws this up. If you add too much pepper, it screws this up, you know? Whereas at home, you're like, eh, fuck it, whatever. It'll taste fine, <laughs> you know? Okay, yes, Crane's Castle is brewing. They oh, are nice. brewers. Good. Uh, family vibe. They're off of uh, Riddell and Wheaton. Yeah. yeah. I saw you over there not too long. Gas station. Yeah, you yeah. drank my freaking beer. You Sorry. Jerk. It has my name on it the cap. It did. It had your name on the cap. You're like, oh, John's going to be mad about this. <laughs> Damn it. Look, so what actually happened was this was this is a cardinal sin, and I should not have done it, and I realized what I had done after it was all finished. So when I built my keyser and I put my tower, I built my draft tower out of PVC and put the tap on it, I didn't make it tall enough to fit bottles under. And so I've always had trouble trying to bottle the goddamn beers off the tap. And so I had a serious lapse in judgment. I did not think about what this was going to do. I was like, I have a funnel. And so I, I just bottled them in such a way that I think most of the CO2 was lost on its way into the bottle. And so that batch of bottles that had everybody's names on it, three quarters of them were flat. Oh. So really, so you, what, you so dodged a bullet. So your excuse is that you didn't miss out on anything because it would have been flat anyways. It, yeah. Well, and I'm going to do another take on it. Also, that beer I learned the hard way. So this is a beer that I'm calling Dark Lady. Um, mm. I've named it after Sylvanas Windrunner for any of the World of Warcraft nerds out there. It's a... Dark stout beer with a lot of coffee in it. I put too much coffee in it this time. I learned Never that. Never have too much coffee. Oh, yeah, you can. You can. If it's 9 p.m. and you're <laughs> drinking beers with your friends and you've had three of those and you're up until 3 in the morning and you're like, why am I wired? <laughs> because I put so much fucking coffee yep. in this beer. Yep. So. That's, uh, the, that's the difference between a legitimate coffee beer and a beer that tastes like there's coffee in it. Like... Uh, I can made, see why there are beers that taste like coffee without having so much coffee in like them, though. Our, our, our um, the Valhall coffee yeah, stout? Yeah, the coffee stout with espresso. Viking, the espresso stout with uh, Viking Brew, who provides the coffee. Um, that actually has legitimate coffee in it, like a real yeah. espresso in it. And so it, um, it, it's not just for flavor. Like You actually get a, a coffee buzz if you have yeah. like two or three of them. Like, I'll have one in the evening. Like, if I decide to have one in the evening, I can only have one because it's like drinking a cup of coffee or two cups yeah. of coffee. It's, depending it on was a serious amount of coffee yeah. in that beer, and I warned everybody who drank it. Yeah. Anybody I gave a bottle to, I was like, this is not a nightcap. This is a good morning. Yeah. If, you, if you're like, if you guys want to stay until three, let's finish this off. <laughs> and then we'll, everyone will be wide awake and drunk and playing games, and it's going to be a great night. Right? It'll be a great night, but and just be aware. I had a couple of learning experiences with it. It was the first time that I brewed what, I don't know what to call it. It's not just a small batch. It's like a, sorry. Ah. Dean is slow in her drinking habits here, which is actually okay. It's a lot of gluten. Have patience with me. <laughs> I didn't, I don't even think I commented on the Jubal Ale. It's very, Oh. you're right. There's not a lot of winter spice in it. There's no. just enough that I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I actually liked about this year's 
is it like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't have just have that winter spice to make it winter spice. It actually, it's a, just a solid ale that happens to have some yeah. extra spices in it. I'd I say think. it's a fairly like medium to light body, mm-hmm. nothing too heavy. Well, and there's a, I mean, we tried so many winter beers last year where it was like, yeah, there's, that's just spices. Like there's no flavor to the beer. It's just spices. Like coriander does that to me. Um, like the same with the pumpkin beers. Did you know that you can overdose on nutmeg? Is don't you have to take like a fuck ton of nutmeg? Apparently you have to take at least a tablespoon to get the uh, hallucinogenic effects. Isn't that like, wasn't there like a nutmeg challenge in... Was like, there? That's a terrible idea. Well, no, cinnamon. It was a cinnamon challenge. Oh, where they I took a tablespoon of, of cinnamon, but then like, like you end up coughing and then you just like you inhale cinnamon and you like every time you you cough you blow out cinnamon. Yeah, that's terrible. Like I have put too much cinnamon in my eggnog before and gotten that like powdery and like yeah. that's why would you do that? Oh, pro tip when making coffee, mind you. If you have low blood sugar, don't do this because cinnamon lowers your blood sugar. Does it? It does. Interesting. So if, I think it's if you're like hyperglycemic, if you eat a lot of cinnamon, it actually lowers your blood sugar even more and that's not good for hypoglycemia because um, you want to, that's why they have to like eat all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they need. Because they have low blood sugar. Yeah. Anyways, <coughs> um, what you do is you ground your coffee. And in your coffee maker, you just actually dump the cinnamon in with the grounds so that it actually brews it with the coffee. So instead of you getting like that powdery crap on top of your coffee because you want it to taste like cinnamon, no, ma'am. It's brewed in the coffee <laughs> and it tastes awesome. I feel like you could do the same thing with like a little bit of pumpkin pie spice if you probably wanted could. to. Yeah. Probably could. I've tried it with nutmeg and I've dumped. Oh, God. Nutmeg is tough stuff, though. Well, but I, I you know, I've done it over the few years so i've tried different amounts at first it was like oh splash splash just a little bit because nutmeg is pretty strong it is no didn't taste it at all then you do a lot more and like i did a lot and even then it didn't taste Taste. like nutmeg and i was like well i'm not putting any more in there like that's just it's a waste of nutmeg (laughs) that's just a waste of nutmeg (laughs) yeah it didn't taste like (laughs) nutmeg so nutmeg goes on top of stuff um so yeah but yeah, the, the Jubilee Ale. It's good. It's a solid winter beer. Yeah. And that one's from uh, Bend, Oregon as well. Deschutes. Deschutes. I think I'm I went to Deschutes. Brewed in their giant. Yeah, they have like a giant restaurant uh, brewing facility, big deal thing. That poured with a little bit of a pretty hat on it. Yeah. So this, the next one is Cozy Sweater Ale. It's from Iron Horse Brewing out of Ellensburg. I love them. You've actually been out to the brewery. I've been out there so many times. Uh, it helps when you have family in the area. Yeah. <laughs> Gives you a reason to go visit. It does. But um, Cozy Sweater actually... It's milk stout, right? It is. Vanilla milk stout. Actually came in like top three, like two years in a row for our annual Christmas beer tasting. For the Ferguson family? No. That was Thanksgiving. Oh, that's Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. Um, so your family does beer tastings for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well... Only when brother-in-law's in town. Okay. Because him and I like beer. Is it Jesse? That's my cousin. Damn. <laughs> Jesse would do beer I'm tasting. I'm trying. Jesse would do a beer tasting for sure. I actually got this on this weekend. 
he uh, came out and hung out in the Twin Rooms. And nice. It was fun. And his fiance. I was going to say, he was fiance. engaged the last time I saw him. Yep, fiance. Um, she's good for him. I know he's probably going to listen. Hi, don't, Jesse. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> no pressure, man. <laughs> um, hi, Ariel. Um, Is that her name? Yeah. That's not a magical. Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, not Ariel. So She'll it's like Sebastian the Crab says, Ariel. And I'm probably pronouncing it not correctly either. Uh-oh. Well, if I'm screwing it up, I'm sorry. No, but it's, I'm getting it from it's John. Not, it's not Ariel or Ariel. It's Ariel. Ariel. Yes, but I heard That's her say it. It's much more magical. It is, and I heard her say it, and how I pronounce her name is not the same way she pronounces it, but I'm very close. Okay, so if we get official correction from Jesse or his fiance, I will attempt to properly pronounce this name that John cannot master. As, as long as you're not calling her the mermaid, she's happy. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So. <laughs> I apologize for my earlier Sebastian the Crab reference. I didn't know that was offensive. I do now. You're so inconsiderate, Dina. God. 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 <laughs> Jeez. I saw a video in my feed this morning, and it was The Rock with a curly wig on and tight pants doing the Napoleon Dynamite dance. I think he does that shit just to get likes on Instagram and Facebook. No, maybe, but I like it. But he probably thinks it's hilarious. Oh, have you played Final Fantasy VII? <sighs> Not since I was like 10. <laughs> and then even then I didn't really like it. What I didn't like about Final Fantasy VII specifically, maybe not seven, just Final Fantasy in general. Tell me. I would be running from one area to another, and I'd be going across a bridge. One way in, one way out. Mm-hmm. You run across the bridge, a random monster pops up, you fight the monster. You go into the new area, and you're like, oh crap, I need to go back to the other area, because I've, I wanted to explore the other area first. You fight the same fucking monster on the bridge... And it's not like a troll that lives under the bridge. I mean, it's a randomly generated encounter based I on how many steps you take. I did not know this when <laughs> I was 10 playing Final Fantasy VII. Right. I figure, okay, it took me like a few minutes to beat the monster. Less than 10 seconds later, I go into the next area, I go back onto the bridge, and I fight the same monster. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. Why am I fighting the same monster ten second, from 10 seconds ago? If it's any comfort to you, if you play a modern port or sim of Final Fantasy VII, you can turn off random encounters. You don't have to do that anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> but it was always on, like, the same goddamn bridge. <laughs> so stupid. I only bring it up because I, I've never played it before. I started it because uh, someone close to me is like, I'm going to disown you if you don't play this game. It's so important to me. Final Fantasy VII fans seem to be like that. That's because Seven for some reason, is like... It's like Super Mario 64. It's oh, I love the best that game. version but of the game ever. But I don't threaten to disown people for never having played it. <laughs> well, but that's the difference. You're a big RPG fan and have loved RPGs. You're more of an Assassin's Creed fan, to be honest. But um, I like a lot of things. But if you're with a group of people who love RPG video games and you're spouting off stats about cool games that you like to play and then they're like, oh, have you played Final Fantasy Seven? You're like... Actually, no, they're like, oh, oh my oh. God, that's one of the best games ever. That's like me telling people to go play Grand Theft Auto 3, you know? Like, yes, it was the best game ever. Is that the one with the chainsaw? At the time. No, Grand no, Theft Auto 3 was just on, like, PlayStation 2 back in the day, but it was the first GTA in third person that let you go anywhere you wanted in the whole city, right? I just remember 
really early Grand Theft Auto, I remember unlocking a chainsaw and mm-hmm. like running around murdering people with the chainsaw. Yeah. But I'm going to segue back to Final Fantasy VII so that I can make my point real quick. Not allowed. But continue. So, they let you name characters. Mm-hmm. I am an endless source of amusement for myself. Yes, I named Cloud Fuckface. (laughs) And so anytime somebody's like, oh my god, we have to save the world, Cloud. They're like, oh my god, we have to save the world, Fuckface. And then there's a character named Barrett. He's got like a gun arm. He's like a big hulking black dude. Uh, and I was torn. I was like, should I name him Vin Diesel? Should I name him The Rock? And then I was like, I'm going to name him The Rock. Because he's got that big old gun. Like, that's more of a rock thing. So all the time... Schwarzenegger? He's not black enough to be buried. The Rock's not black and Vin Diesel's well, not black. Well, but they're... <laughs> the Rock's whole, don't, like... But they're not German Hawaii. white. They're not Aryan race. That's true. <laughs> you could have just called him... Uh, 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 Vin Rock? Vin Rock or Diesel Rock. There's a Diesel char- Rock. There's a character limit. I don't know if Diesel Rock would have worked, but it is pretty awesome because the Rock will be like, "Get down here right now!" Like his character is Could very tough. Creed. Could have. No, I like the Rock. I'm really good with the Rock. So Fuckface and the Rock are running around trying to save the world. In Final Fantasy VII. In Final Fantasy VII, yeah, it makes for really good screenshots that I'm putting all online. I've noticed. With the hashtag, the Adventures of Fuckface. <laughs> Are you the only one with that hashtag? Or is there a so bunch? far, yes. Okay. There was like one other when I started using it. So there's like one random one, and then otherwise it's just my Final Fantasy adventures. Okay. Adventures with fuckface. Huh. That's fun. That's fun. What do you think of Cozy Sweater? Oh, I love it. You know me, I'm a stout person. Mm-hmm. The only thing that feels a little lacking is I wish it had more, a little more body to it. Well, it's an ale. So it's not, right, a, it's not, it's not a, a stout. Or a stout. Well, it's a vanilla milk stout. It says stout on it. But it says cozy sweater ale, not cozy sweater stout. Well, but I mean, a stout is an ale. Ale, it's ales and lagers are the two categories that all beers fall into, and that depends on what kind of yeast they're fermented with, ale yeast or lager yeast. Then why does, um, uh, what's the other one they're really famous for? Well, uh, Irish Death. Irish Death. Coulter's Irish Death. Yeah, it does. It's it's a black ale. There's no other markings on the bottle or can anywhere indicating what it, it's not a porter. It's, and they even say like in the description, this is not a porter. It's this not, is not any a stout. one thing. This is not any one thing. This is a black. It's always ale. kind of been my problem with that beer. Honestly, yeah. I I always want a little something more defining to it. Maybe for some people that's the attraction, though. Silver City made a black ale. Darkness. The darkness. Mm-hmm. I'm, very, I, I'm very curious to try it. But it's like a laser show on the can. Pink laser show. Everything's technicolor I'm very, crazy. I'm very dissatisfied with that name and that. The darkness. And the laser light pinkness of the show. <laughs> what do you think about the, uh, the rose trend? You may not have seen this making its way through ciders. Everybody oh, is making cider. a rose cider right now. I don't follow cider and I'm like, culture. What is this? I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck. I don't have too much of a choice. That's what I drink probably eighty percent of the time now, since I can't have beer all the time. That lovely DNA test that I told you about earlier actually confirmed that I have um, what do they call it? G 
genomes, genetic variations. It it predicted my gluten intolerance. It That's was weird. it was like, hey, you have a gene that's associated with celiac disease, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> You're like, my life is coming full circle. Right. Well, it's nice to have some confirmation. It's like yeah. I said, the only test that the doctors do requires you to have celiac. It requires you to eat a bunch of gluten and get sick first. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I guess I could schedule it for the day after a podcast. You could. <laughs> but that Call would emergency. Be... Doctor, let's do it today. <laughs> Same day, just later in the day. But, hey. Hey. How this will be fun. This is great. Yeah. Okay. You don't need blood? a sobriety test, right? Yeah. Right? You're going to take I my... didn't drive myself here. No. Which, uh, the boyfriend's supposed to come pick you up, right? Yes, indeed he is. Okay. Um, yeah, I like cozy But otherwise, sweater. yeah, it's very roasty. Merry sweater fest. I love cozy sweater. It's tasty. The can says you're welcome on it. Mm-hmm. All of their cans do, and it's correct. I'm always like, thank you. Thank and you it's for like, this beer. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> their rainbow. Oh, rainbow. the double rainbow. Double rainbow. Oh my god. That's a fantastic double red. Like, I love great. it off the tap. I don't like it so much. I've never had bottles it on and tap. cans. I've never had it on tap, so I don't know any difference. But in general, I like it. It's good. I love it off the tap. My sister is going to get married in Ellensburg mm-hmm. uh, in 2019, so I will have another opportunity to go to out Ellensburg. to Iron Horse. Yeah, I'll bring my tiny purple keg. I don't know if I showed that to everybody, but last time I was there, they had growlers that were tiny kegs in a variety of colors. Like that one? Kind of. Mine's yeah. Not, mine's not purple. Mine's purple, and it's got it's got more of a top on it that's uh, like, um, what do you call that? These things. A tumbler? Where you can like screw it on and off? No. It's a cup. I know. The hydro flasks have a little spin off and off tops, though. So, like, it doesn't have, like, a keg top on it. It's got, like, a little spin off black plastic. Okay. Yeah. Just a a cap. Yeah. (laughs) The beer's getting to me. It's all that gluten. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's funny. Well, we just have this left and then the rest of the rumpkin. The rumpkin. I think we're good. That's a lot of rum. Any uh, any final final can't be final demonisms. Yet. Is it final already? Well, I don't think they just want to hear us drink beer. Um, <laughs> you're asking me after I've already had exactly. a fair amount to drink for for Do demonisms. Do you remember the ending? Oh, I sure as hell don't. God, <laughs> um, we need Jesse. Uh, he doesn't know the ending. He's the one who half made it up, didn't he? Partially. Yeah. But he listened to Don't our... operate. Beer's not for babies. Yeah, that's that's the your first line. One. Yeah, beer's not for babies. Don't operate lasers or heavy machinery under the influence of alcohol. And listen responsibly. Listen responsibly. That's as good as it's getting, folks. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you when we see you. We're trying real hard to make this work. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Remember, beer is not for babies. Do not operate lasers or heavy machinery under the influence of alcohol. And And please, please listen listen responsibly. responsibly.